0: We are three best friends living on three corners of the country, wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Alisa. And this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back to this week's episode of A3 Life Podcast. We are all quarantined again. Here we go again. So welcome back to a COVID edition of A3 Life Podcast. Um, so the, I did a poll in a couple of groups. I did a poll in our Worth the Work group and I did a poll to my actual team and I'm like, Tell us, tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you want to know about, you know, because I don't want to sit here in front of the microphone and talk about things that you guys are like, I don't care about that. Right. So we wanted to know what you guys are interested in learning about. And we got some answers. A few of you were like, I want to learn about macros. Well, that's going to, we'll do a special class for that. Uh, Probably won't be a podcast maybe at some point, but uh, we got, but we got a few answers and the one that stuck out in my head that I thought was a good topic was being a leader and becoming a leader and developing leadership. And I think that you have to talk about all of those things in order to talk about leadership because leadership is subjective, right? It's it's different depending on at what level you are a leader to how many people you're a leader, what industry you're in. So obviously this is going to be kind of um, relevant to our industry, which is network marketing, we're going to do our best to to hit on the points that can kind of cross over into several different areas. And so um, I think that this is important to discuss because I don't think it gets discussed uh, actually at all very often, unless you are in my head, unless you are going out and specifically searching a leadership podcast or a specific book, or you've been for whatever reason assigned or forced to read something, people don't talk a lot about about leadership. We talk a lot about recruiting. We talk a lot about relationship building. We talk a lot about literally everything except for leadership. And so I thought since this isn't something even we in over a year of podcasts have talked about, that this would be a great opportunity for us.
1: I agree. And I feel like at some point in your position, whether it be a um, regular nine to five job, like a corporate job or in network marketing, as all of us are, you just get this title like leader, like people just like start calling you a leader. And you're like, Oh, crap, what do I do with that? And I think people have expectations for you that maybe even you don't know about with that leadership title. Or, you know, I know we've all heard it like, Oh, she's a terrible leader. Like maybe they simply don't know what that means. I know I've made a lot of mistakes by doing this full-time for seven years. There are a lot of mistakes that I have made and I've learned, but I don't, like Ali said, unless you're specifically like fetching this information, no one tells you, like you don't go to leadership 101 in school. And I think people are naturally born leaders in some aspects. And some people have to work really hard at that position, not to say that they can't do it but I just feel like leadership is just like such a gray area and so many different avenues. So I think this is a great topic. I'm excited to dive in and we're going to go over 10 tips to help you give you some ideas and some encouragement on how, how do I be a good leader? How, how do I lead a team? How, whether it's one person or a team of 5,000, what does leadership look like and and how can I be
2: better at it?
0: Yeah. And I think that it's also important to mention too, that there are people that have natural skills that that tend to allow them to be what people would call like a natural leader, but even those people that you can point out that have some of those skills nat quote unquote, naturally, there are areas that they have to work on. There are things in this that don't come naturally. So if you're sitting there and you're like, this is something I don't get at all, but so-and-so has these skills and why can't I be like that? I can assure you that so-and-so, if they are a good leader, if they are a talented leader, there is an area that they have had to work on as well. So, This is just some across the board things that we have gathered up that we feel like are make a great leader. And there's obviously so many more things that we could talk about, but these are just a few of the ones that we felt like were applicable to what we do and are needed to lead a network marketing organization successfully. So jumping right into it, the number one thing is to listen more than you talk. And for this particular tip, I can say this is true no matter what we're talking about. Whether we're talking about um, a relationship, whether we're talking about leading, like whether you're talking about being a student in a student teacher situation, you should always be listening more than you're speaking. And the, a good example I like to have of this because, um, you know, Darren was in the military and was in a really high position in the military. So he led a lot of people. And so he tells me stories from when he was in the military and how it can apply to what I'm doing in my life. And he would um, two times a year get together the entire battalion and he would kick out anybody that had any level of power at all. So he was only talking to his like ground floor out there in the trenches, if you will, people and he'd kick everyone else out and only keep somebody back to take notes for him, like a secretary. And he would say, Okay, I want to know everything. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you hate. Tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. And then, you know, a lot of that, what you're going to get from that is a lot of bitching and moaning. Let's just be honest. You start to listen to people and what's going on, you're going to hear a lot of crybaby stuff. But what's also going to come from that through the weeds is actual actionable things that you could work on, that you could take and, and, um, and apply or improve upon and, and get better in some way. So I guess, you know, I don't know how that would look for you and your team, but something that I have started doing with my uh, core leadership, they're my admin team, they help us run pages, they help me with literally everything is I have set a once monthly call with them. And I do essentially exactly what I just said, where I was like, okay, you know, we're not going to bitch about this all month long, but make sure that you're taking notes, writing it down, saving something in your phone so that when the third Thursday of the month rolls around, obviously it's going to be different this month because we have Thanksgiving. Um, We're going to need to talk about that. And I want to know everything. And so... Listening to somebody being able to actually hear what they're saying and sort of redirect or decide what you can do to improve that situation for them. Even if it's just listening because they need a ear to hear what they're saying, even if it is a bitch and a moan and a crybaby stuff, like sometimes we just need somebody to hear that we're upset and then we can just go on our d- about our day. So... Um, As your listening team skills improve, I think that your team will also improve with that.
2: I I think too that, you know, something that you said, um, I just kind of want to elaborate on a little bit, you know, everybody desires to be heard at some point, you know, and I think just having, you know, your thoughts and feelings validated, I I mean, it just does something to you, you know, I think as a leader, we need to remember sometimes to slow down, and be quick to listen so that way our team does feel validated. So that way they do feel like their opinions matter and that they're not beneath that or something, you know, because I think sometimes, you know, like people tend to look at their leader and you almost kind of feel beneath or something. And and to me, it's our job as leaders to help our team rise. You know what I mean? And like to me, a, a leader, to me, a strong leader looks... I'm like, I don't even know how to say this right, but to me, like a strong leader is somebody that's team is so strong. I think I even posted this, um, on my Facebook before that, you know, your team is so strong. You don't even know who the leader is. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think that's super important to, to have, you know, like open ears and, you know, your team understand that they can come to you and, and you're welcoming that, you know,
1: super important. Um number 2 and I think these go hand in hand and this is probably my biggest pee and it's communicate as effectively as possible I would rather someone over-communicate with me than to under-communicate because there is nothing worse in an organization as to not having a clue what is going on. Now, I don't mean babysitting every single team member, right? You, You have whatever avenue you put the information out there. That is their responsibility to find it as long as you're putting it out there. But making sure that your team and organization has an idea of what is going on, that should be your single most important thing. Like if you run out of items, if something's on back order, you should let your team know as soon as possible. If you know something has changed, let your team know as soon as possible. Like communication is the absolute key to success, in my opinion, whatever outlet, life you know, relationships, like we talked about, but in business and in leadership over communicate, I would rather you over communicate than not communicate at all. It's, it's so important, especially to me. I'm like, what is going on? Who's going on? I like to know what's going on. And when communication's at a standstill, there's nothing more frustrating, nothing to
0: me. You're not always going
2: to, Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Rune. I kind of feel like it, it really does play off of you know, listening to your team, I kind of feel like it plays off of our number one in a way because communication is key. It's key in everything, you know? And I mean, just like listening, to me, it really goes hand in hand. It's, it's, you know, just, I don't want to say the same, but it really does go hand in hand because if you can't communicate stuff, you know, I mean, I don't know, communication is key. I mean, that's like, that's just flat out.
0: Yeah, and you're not always going to like what somebody has to say all the time. But if you dig deep enough and you are able to communicate effectively, then you could probably figure out why it is they're saying that. And then the other thing that I want to mention on communication and listening is that these two things is how you create an environment where everybody is working towards the same goals. You're able to set expectations. You're able to set team goals. You're able to set group goals, maybe individual goals. But like if not everybody knows what the expectations Expectation is what the mission statement is, what you guys are working towards, then there's no motivation, or why would they be helping you? What you know what I mean? Like, why would they want to continue to push? the needle forward for a group of people that they don't even know like why they're a part of it you know it's all about like it's creating culture it's um you have to be able to communicate all the good things good bad indifferent it's it is the most important part of this
1: and as a leader you have to be willing to hear what you don't want to
0: hear like I think that sucks,
1: especially if it's like your idea or something you're really passionate about. And someone's like, yeah, well, that's not really working. You have to be the leader and say, okay, maybe I need to revisit this or how can we tweak this or how can we make this work for you and not take it personal? Like, I think that is a big thing and it's hard. It's hard. Not that, whoa what do you mean you don't like my idea? Like that's hard to hear or, but sometimes it's not going to work for everyone. So you have to be strong enough as a leader, leaders listen and willing and are willing to accept that maybe, you know, their plan needs tweaked or maybe, you know, a better idea would work better for that situation.
2: Agreed. So the next be passionate. And when I think about that, I think of that quote, speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. And I do think that it's true. You know, passion is contagious. Excitement is contagious. Energy is contagious. You know, and so I think if really in in our business network marketing, this is almost a game of follow the leader. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but it, it really is true. And in many different ways, it's a game of follow the leader. And energy and passion is one of them. If you want your team to be dry, show up dry. If you want them to have no excitement, don't be excited. If you want them to have no passion, then then you know, you have no passion. Like if you want your team, but if you want your team to show up, you know, hot and excited and ready, then you show up that way. Bring passion and watch your team follow. Again, speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. You know, you set the pace. For your team, you set the pace in how the energy is going to flow.
0: Sorry, I couldn't get unmuted. (laughs) I'm like panicking. My mouse is like dying. And so I keep like not being able to click on things properly. So yeah, I mean, passion is important in everything. Again, all of this stuff is applicable to multiple facets of life. Like, if you're not passionate in your marriage, homie gun, go find somebody else who will be passionate. Like, I and the same is true. Like, again, going back to building culture, like, build a culture where people are excited to do the work, where they're excited to get up and achieve and accomplish and work towards the goals. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that people do things because they are excited about it or because they have to. And I would rather much rather people do it because they're excited about it and show up authentically.
1: Well, and one thing I wanted to add really quick after my technical difficulties, um, you talked about about like happiness is contagious. So is negativity. Like when you bring that shit to your organization, you're basically opening up an atomic bomb, okay? Mark my words, drama breeds drama. Goodness brings goodness, drama brings drama. And people are like, oh, my team's not working. They're not doing this because y'all are too worried about what Joe and Sally are doing over there on that outside leg that has absolutely nothing to do with you or what your upline's doing or the drama that your upline has or sideline or your cousin. You're too worried about what's going on. If you are struggling in your business, bonus tip right now, if you're thinking, hmm, I'm really struggling in my business right now, I want you to eliminate drama. I want you to think, hmm, what kind of drama? What am I worried about that I shouldn't be worried about? Because we all do it. We all do it. What am I involved in that I shouldn't be involved in? I guarantee you can get your mind right, get on there, and
0: you can get get your business going. That was just like a little bonus tip I wanted to add. The show. Okay, um, number... Which one are we on? What are we on? One, two, three, four. Number four... Cause we have this listed out and we have them all backwards. So um, be consistent. Okay. So I talked about this. If you caught the episode where we stole audio off of a training that I did and, and repurposed it and used it as this episode where it was just me teaching that day. Um, I talked about this. Most people don't have a talent problem. Most people don't have a knowledge problem. No, most people don't have a um, I don't know what other problems you could possibly come up with, but most people have a consistency problem and consistency. When I say consistency, I'm not just talking about a showing up problem because that's always a number one. That's always number one. You have to consistently show up. You have to be visible. You have to let your people see you working. It is important that they see you working because nobody wants to put in the work to make somebody else money that they see doing zero. OK, so obviously that's number one, but also consistency in situations. So like I said earlier, you're, it's, it's unrealistic to think that you're never going to have to deal with some drama or deal with conflict resolution or deal with problems or negativity. But that's just unrealistic straight. Like, let's just get that out of the way right off the bat. Um, What will lose respect for like as a leader, you will lose respect by being inconsistent in the way you handle certain things. And sometimes that means stepping back and saying, I need to take uh, like this is upsetting me. This is very negative. This is uh, I am unsure of how to handle this. Again, communication, communicating those things. And even if it means you do have to step back and say, I have to figure this out in my head, I have to work through this and then coming back and dealing with something, as long as you're dealing with something consistently, people can respect that. They know the expectation and they know how to function around you because they know the way it works, you know? So just as an example, I had a um, mid-level leader in my organization who um, is actually underneath my husband, who is under, like somebody else was between them and then that person quit working. And so I just kind of had been managing, helping her. It's a mess, right? But I, been handling, managing, helping her uh, for the last couple of years, even though she's not direct to me. Anyway, long story short, she ended up deciding to step away from the business. She did everything right. Okay. Do not get me wrong here, guys. She did everything right. She came to me. She removed herself from groups. She, you know what I mean? Like she, if you're going to leave a company, she did it the right way. Okay. Okay. However, um, she is still collecting a paycheck from our company while actively promoting another company, which directly goes against our P&Ps, right? So I was very close with this person. I adore her. She did everything right, but the standard has always been to let compliance know when a policy is broken that could affect your organization. And the way that that could affect my organization is that she's still friends with all these other people that are now seeing her promote something else. And so I struggled with this personally, having to let compliance know at all, because I was like, there's children involved. She's somebody I care about still, but I had a conversation with my husband. I pulled back and I said, I don't know how to handle this. I had a conversation with my husband who said, as long as you're consistent, It's never personal. And I was like, okay. And then I could move forward with doing what I knew that I had to do in the first place, but didn't want to do, but had to because of consistency. So that's just one example that I have to back up what
2: I'm saying about being consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really consistency wins every time it does. You know, like if you show up consistently all the time, you show up, you show up, you show up, you show up. I mean, consistency wins. It just does. It wins every time.
1: In so many avenues. All right. Number six, and I absolutely love this one. I know we can all agree on this one. Identify mentors and role models. If your leader doesn't have a coach, a mentor, a leader, some sort of role model themselves, quit following them. Like, I mean, there's like you, you as a leader, you don't know everything, believe it or not. You still need guidance, help, Support. I have mentors that I call, like if I'm having a rough day or I don't know what to do, maybe they've been in the industry longer than me. Maybe they know more than I do about a certain subject. I freaking call them. I have them on speed dial. They answer They communicate with me. They help me because we don't know everything. So this should be something as a leader, if you're stepping into that leadership role, who do you follow? Who do you look up to? What values do you look for in them? Who can you call and say, hey, I need help with this, you know, completely judgment-free. Um, what is something that they value? How do you want to duplicate what they're doing, replicate what they're doing? Like, oh, I really like that Ali does that. I really like that Alicia does that. How do I want to incorporate that in my business? It's okay, you guys everyone's not thinking of all these grand ideas on their own, more than likely they got that idea from someone else too. You can take that, spin it and make it your own. That's what we're all doing. We're recycling it, doing what works for us, but finding a mentor and having a leader, you know, as a leader is hugely, probably like top three, most important thing in my mind.
2: And the, and the even really like having, you know, a mentor or leader, it doesn't even always have to be someone that you actually know too. I mean, I know that kind of might sound crazy, but I know that there's people that I follow online consistently. And I feel like I'm being led by them and being challenged by them. And, and they don't even know we're not even communicating. I'm literally following them and just watching what they're doing and listening to some of their trainings. And so even if you know, it's, it's an online leader that you're following. You don't actually have like a personal connection with them. That's, that's very real too. And it's very effective. And
0: we've all like followed other people and seen things like just as simple as how they recognize their leader, the leaders and the success of the people in their organizations. I mean, you know, when we're saying like like find a mentor or a coach, first of all, every professional in the world, whether it's an athlete or a business professional, entrepreneur or whatever, has a coach of some sort to help them, Um, you know, professional basketball players still have a coach. They don't just get to freelance and do whatever they want to do. You know, there's somebody there to tell them how they can improve. And so um, sometimes when I'm needing ideas or, or I don't know how to do something, like I didn't naturally come up with the recognition program that we now have in front of us. I saw someone else doing something and thought, how can I apply that to my business so that it's now a leadership trait that I am choosing to lead this way? Um so even things is like recognition, um, you know, it doesn't, leadership doesn't always have to mean that you're dealing with problems. It just, it can mean that you, this is the culture you want to create and how you want to lead your people and how you want your your people to be recognized. So um, yeah, finding a mentor for, for all that
2: good stuff. You're muted. Oh gosh, I was muted. I was a talking away. <laughs> so in the next one, know your limits. This is a crazy one for me because I will go and go and go and go. And I have a really hard time sometimes saying no. And it's funny because somebody that you know, does mentor me said that I have a habit of being over accommodating. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? What are you talking about over accommodating? And I mean, being accommodating can be a good, strong trait, but it can also be exhausting. And if you don't know your limits and you don't set boundaries on things, you know, as a leader, especially in the network marketing business, it can run your whole entire existence. It can take over every single area of your life. And I know because my balance gets off quite often where, you know, like, especially as a mom, you know, being, being a woman in a leadership position and having children, you know, or having, you know, a husband or a boyfriend and just having all these different things and the balance of it all, it can be very, very tough. And I think sometimes we need to know our limits and set boundaries and have, you know, like, you know, set times for things and, and then just know when to say no or when to say not right now you know, and, and get in the habit of learning to point people to things instead of constantly being like the, the major point of contact for every single little thing. You know, I think that to me is a huge thing is learning how to point to stuff. So you're not taking on every single thing yourself.
1: Yeah. And once you're, here's what I know and I've learned this the hard way, when you're pulled a hundred different directions, you're not showing up well in every single one of them. There is no humanly way possible. So you can try to be everything for everyone, but you're failing in more than one place. Like I promise you, you're not doing it well. So figuring out, prioritizing, figuring out what is the single most important thing and then going from there and learning to say no, like know your limits. And I see so many leaders, like you said, so many of us are getting, overstretched and, oh, I have to be here for this person. I have to do this for them and I have to help them. No, part of being a good leader is showing them the way, not doing it for them. And we're all guilty of like holding that hand and babysitting. Like, where do I find corporate's phone number? And you give it to them instead of like telling them where to go. Or where do I find this product in my back? Did you look? Like, did you did you look before I go look and tell you to do it? And we're all guilty of it, we super, like we all are, but we have to learn to tell them, like, figure
2: it out, go on, you, you can do it. Think, I think, too, in our head, we think we're being a good leader by doing all this stuff for them and giving all this, especially because. You know, like if you don't, you know, if you don't have experience and you're so new to, you know, to leading a team in an organization, you want to show up for them. But really a good leader creates leaders, you know, like you want to be a leader that creates leaders. You don't want to be a leader that just has a bunch of followers. (laughs) And so what I mean is you have to do things to point people, you know, point your team in a direction. So in turn, they're also doing the same thing. Because what you do in the beginning, you're setting the precedence for what's, you know, what you what you look like, you know, what your leadership looks like. And then you're setting the stage for them, telling them that's what their leadership looks like. You know, so I think we definitely need to get into the habits, speaking to even myself, because I fall guilty of this a lot, you know, setting limits and, you know, I mean, for me, being too over-accommodating.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, also knowing when to call in help and call in reinforcements, I think is an important point on that as well. You know, and a quick example that I have that comes to mind for that is, um, a good friend of ours, uh, had a situation with a downline member that she didn't know how to handle. She reached out to Elisa. She's like, I need help. And Elisa like hopped on a call or hopped on, um, in a, in a chat or in some way facilitated helping out that that was a hard limit for that particular leader. It didn't make her a bad, Bad leader. It didn't make her invaluable in any way. It, it She's more valuable by knowing when you need to reach out for help.
1: And honestly, I respect her so much for that because, it, and, and not only that, it was almost a third party validation situation, which is a whole nother like bonus topic. Like, Third-party validation is hugely important if you're not using it in your business. And kind of that situation, it, it definitely was, you know, me kind of verifying, like, "Hey, what she said, you know, somebody knows." Like, I'm a little bit higher leadership than her, whatever that is. And for me, just to be like, "Yes, she's right. She's good. This is what happened." You know the scenario, she nipped it in the butt, she took care of it instantly. And then she used that third-party validation and said, Hey, what do I do? We've all done that with each other. Like, Hey, what do I do? It's not my strong suit. What do I do in this situation? Absolutely.
0: Okay, uh, next one is to network. This is network marketing. And sometimes you never know what you're going to need. And so having your eyes on the community that's around you, or maybe even the person next to you on the airplane or in line waiting to get in somewhere could be valuable to you. And what I mean is that I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a T-shirt designer. If you handed me a cricket, it would go in a closet. And it would collect dust and stay there for years and years. I'm not creative that way. But do I need team t-shirts sometimes? Hell yes, I do. Do I need somebody to make a graphic for me because mine looks like a third grader put it together? Hell yes, I do. But I wouldn't have access to that if I didn't network to figure out who, 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 who can do this? Who's skilled in this? Who's good at that? putting together almost like a Rolodex of if I need help in this department with this thing, who can I call? Who is good at that thing? And I think that's what makes you a good leader. I think that uh, delegating is the word that I want to use out what you are not capable or able to take care of yourself. And sometimes um that is you know like what our friend did with Elisa where she's like, I'm not capable of doing this and sometimes it's like physically not capable of doing this because I don't know how to print things onto a t-shirt so constantly putting together a list of people that can help
1: and scrolling through that like you said I when I think of people that are probably genuinely one of the best networkers I know it's Alicia. she talks to everyone she can give you their whole story like wants to be their best friend next thing you know they're going out to lunch like Alicia is an incredible networker she genuinely cares she's loving she wants to get it and i can tell you i know she's made some amazing connections by talking to people you know expanding that she can tell you who to talk to for this or who to talk to for that she knows because she's constantly talking to people she's a great networker
2: i think it's important you know like because this is such a relational business, and I just happen to love relationships. Like I just love people and humans in general. So being in network marketing just makes sense for me. But you know, I mean, you have to. It's a relationship business. You got to talk. You got to talk. You got to talk. You got to talk. You know, they say the person with the most eyes in front of their product wins. You want to win? Get more eyes in front of your product, and the only way to do that is to open your mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right, we girls. I have I'm a so- funny
0: story for this one. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go. So when I was going through my divorce, right? I had this friend actually ended up passing away. So this is kind of a sad story but not really. So, um I have I had a friend that was also friends with Darren like he was like at the time Darren and I were obviously just friends because we I was going through a divorce. And um I was like, I don't know who to do for like I need this done at the house and this done at the house. I swear she was like a walking Index for all the things I needed in my life. She was a lot like Alicia. So it was like, I need a plumber. She's like, oh, here's so-and-so's phone number. And I was like, I, you know, I'm, I want a new divorce attorney. She's like, oh, here, here's so-and-so's phone number. And I'm like, uh, I, like one day I was literally just like bitching about so, like whatever was going on with my divorce and my ex-husband. And she's like, I have somebody that could take care of that. Right. You know? And I'm like, oh, good, Like, of course uh, she did. Uh, wow. okay. Yeah. <laughs> love friends So like she network. was like the best networker I'm like I'm good actually
1: all right girls So well, don't kill me because I'm skipping around a little bit because I want to make sure we get to this one because I've had some instances where this happened to me so my next leadership tip is trust but verify and this is something there's kind of two points to this one One, I see it as trust. So I, I'm very controlling and I like things done a certain way, but I hired an assistant to do a certain job. So I'm like, okay, I cannot constantly check behind her. Like I have to trust that she's doing her job, but I do check in every once in a while because it's that important to me. So finding someone that you can trust but always verify from time to time. You know, your accountant, great, maybe great. But let me promise you, you better be checking up on your accountant here and there. It could be your best friend, it could be your mom, it could be your cousin, could be the best assistant ever, but you still need to check up on it every once in a while to verify. So trust that they're doing the right thing. Whatever it is, maybe it's a virtual assistant, maybe it's a in-person assistant, whatever it looks like, but then verify it before. And then there's second part to this in my mind is, you know, as far as a leadership role goes getting involved and hearing different sides of stories. And -and so-and-so said this, like when it comes to some sort of drama that a leader has to deal with, trust, but make sure you know the whole story before you go to bat for someone, because I can't tell you how many times I've had to swallow my pride and apologize to someone because I didn't know the full story and I look like a real a-hole, if you know what I mean, because I went to bat for someone without knowing the whole story. That's something I definitely learned early on is know the whole story, trust that, but then verify it before you go to bat. As far as like a corporate level or something like that, make sure you know the whole story because again, I've learned that the hard way. So I wanted to make sure I touched on this one specifically because it's that important.
0: Yeah. You don't want to like ruin your integrity or your relationship with someone else for not fact checking everything first. You know, like we had that situation with me where, you know, I my uh character was called into question and and I was attacked and Elisa knew the whole story, and felt comfortable to go forward and say, "This is wrong. This thing is, shouldn't have happened," you know. Um, and but only once she knew the full story, you know. So
1: I guess my blood pressure worked up just thinking about it. By the way, like um, I like I felt my jaw like starting to clench. I'm like, oh, like
0: <laughs> but it could have ended up really badly. Like if I had in some way misled Elisa, and it was like, oh, I didn't do this thing. But I did a part of it or I had my finger on something I shouldn't have in some way, shape or form. And she came out like guns ablazing, claws out, ready to just shank someone for me. And I had misled her. Not only would that have damaged her integrity with the person she was, was um, confronting with the issue, but also that would have damaged our relationship as well
2: again, fact check, you know, and I mean, it's, it's one of those things, people, it's crazy to me that people will run with stuff. So one sided, do you know what I mean? Like hearing one side of something and not actually hearing the complete full story. I mean, they always say, you know, there's three sides, but still, I mean, you, you have got to hear both sides before you just jump in, you know, fact check, fact check, fact check. Why did that sound like fat check? <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh. Okay. Am I up? Did my turn. You had me all messed up because you skipped around. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do this one. Don't burn bridges. Don't burn bridges. I think that's actually a good one. The reason, see, this is a crazy thing to me. And I see it with leaders. I see it with companies. I see it with stuff people have a tendency to burn bridges when it comes to business, especially network marketing. And that is a really, really poor choice. I mean, depending, obviously, depending on what it is, but you better be careful not to burn a bridge that you may need to walk over someday, or you may wish that, you know, you could walk over that bridge, but you done burnt the whole damn thing down. You know, if, to me, if I have somebody in my organization that decides that that what I'm doing, you know, what we're doing is not a fit for them, they choose to leave. And especially when they're leaving respectfully, my gosh, <laughs> like, Why must we burn that bridge and literally like, like torch them and set them on fire. Like we're burning witches or something. It's crazy to me. There's, and I mean, and this can go in like all kinds of stuff. I try really hard to not burn bridges because you don't know when you're going to have to cross that bridge again. Like you just don't know, you know? So I mean, if, if you can walk away from something or someone and leave it as you found it, honestly do that, be smart. You do not have to burn every freaking thing down all the time. It is like the number one thing that I see happen in like companies are like, oh, this person left, everybody block them. And then let's just smash the shit out of them and just talk about how terrible they were. I'm like, bitch, you just loved them. Like right before they resigned or right before they went somewhere else, you were just tooting their horn. They were so amazing. They were so awesome. Now they've decided to move on for whatever reason. And again, who knows if you ever checked any facts of why and now you're like on this witch hunt, it's terrible and it's ugly. Sometimes people move on for things. And you know what? Like if you just learn how to love humans And just love people and stop burning every damn bridge just because other people are doing it or somebody else says so. I mean, again, relationships, you want those. Trust me, you want those in your business because you don't know where you're going to be or where your life is going to leave five years from now, 10 years from now. And if you burn every damn bridge that you come across because this person says or that person says or because somebody maybe just pivoted and went a different direction for something, You're going to hate life. You're going to hate life later.
1: It's not worth it. It's not. I mean, and we've all done it. We've all fallen into that block hate picket signs, terrible person, like based solely on the opinion of someone else without, you know, knowing that relationship and valuing that relationship and going to that person as your friend and saying, Hey, you know, what's up, whatever, whatever the avenue is, maybe there's just a, you know, fight in your organization and, Oh, well, Sarah hates so-and-so. So I hate so-and-so it's just simply not worth it because you don't know what value they could be bringing to your life and you could be missing out on it. Why? Cause like Sarah's upset with sissy over there. Like that had nothing again, nothing to do with you. And then you're involved and you're burning this bridge that could be a lifelong friendship or connection or whatever you have with these people. Totally agree. Don't burn bridges. Yeah.
0: And I think the answer should be always be, you know, whether it be somebody that is leaving or you know you stay as neutral as possible uh wishing you all the best i you know still your friend hope you know hope you find happiness success peace whatever it may be over there if it's like if somebody trying to come to you with uh drama it, you know you stay as absolutely as neutral as possible uh, be willing to find out the facts be able to be willing to fact check those facts and um and stay switzerland as much as possible because that person. may decide to come back if they are leaving and then you know they want to know that there's a place for them to come home to if they ever do decide to come home so um yeah I think that the answer and if somebody you know because I get asked a lot of times well what do I do if so-and-so leaves and then they, I get asked about it. Well, the answer is the same as you gave the person that told you they were leaving. I don't know what's going on. I wish them all the best. Just shutting it down. That's a great answer.
1: Yeah. Even if you don't get involved, like not really sure. I don't know the details. Why? Like just don't, don't.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, And the next one I want to cover that I think is kind of an important uh, thing that a lot of people don't think about but making um, decisions with data. And, you know, we talked about fact checking, but this- is- you
1: were gonna pick this one. I, I <laughs> knew, like, I literally have your name written down in this number next to it, by the way, cause I knew you were gonna pick this. Well, and you know, I
0: think it's important, you know, we talked about fact checking, but this is different. This is communication. And this is saying, um, I've made this decision for us. I believe that this is the best decision for us. And here is why. I think that, Um, you know, again, going back to losing respect for people, um, our team works all together in this group page. All of everybody's prospects in my entire downline are in this group page. And if I were to make a decision and not tell the people that matter the most, the ones that are helping me run this group, why I believe that this is is the right decision, Um, they would, again, not want to continue to work for me, not want to continue to work with me, not want to keep pushing uh, the goal forward because they don't believe that they're any longer a part of the goal. And so always coming to them with, the facts of this XYZ. Um, and that is done in those types of calls I told you guys about that I have with my team. And it's like, well, I'm seeing this, and here's what I think we should do, and here's why I think we should do that thing.
2: Aren't you up, Elisa? No, oh, we're done.
1: That was number 10, right?
0: Oh. Was it? I thought that was number nine. I know. I'm like, one, two, on an odd number. Three, four, five. I, well, I messed us up six seven <laughs> eight nine, ten. we did do ten. you're right okay I was like Bye. wait a minute. Bye. I just want to make sure we're not ripping the people off. That's all.
1: Yeah. No, hey, sometimes over-communicating is better than under-communicating. We established that very soon. That was number two. That's a number two tip here, like over-communicate. So, And, and I think let's add some bonus footage like Allie found or some bonus info. Allie found some great books and stuff that we're going to share in our A3 Life Worth the Work group page. So, Allie's going to share that in there with you all. Um, So if you're not in there already, just search worth the work by a three life in the Facebook group pages Um, and we'll share some extra content in there. And we have some other stuff that we can add to because this I feel like we could almost do two episodes out of this. There's so much and people are asking for it. And I do think it's so important that people you know, hear and learn and have some, some idea of what to do as far as leadership goes. So we might even do a part two with this because I feel like there's enough content that we could definitely cover that.
2: Yeah. And I think like, you know, what, one of the ones that we didn't talk about, but I think, I mean, it would have been one of the ones that I would have said something about a little bit more. And so I'm just going to drop like a little piece is just to be forgiving and to forgive yourself. You know, a lot of us, you know this is you know maybe your first go around at, at your business. maybe this is your first time of having that title as a leader and you know just like parenting and just like all that like there's not really the perfect guide. It's not like you know every circumstance is the same and every situation is the same and you know maybe you feel like you know I've failed as a leader or I'm I haven't done this or I haven't done that or or you know you're comparing yourself, which let me remind you, comparison is the thief of all joy if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, listen, just know we've all been there. We've all like been at a place where maybe we felt like we could have done something better or we could have added more value or we could have been a better leader. Just remember every day is a new day. And, you know, like, Going through some of the stuff that we talked about, whether it's, you know, following your mentor's advice and and following a mentor and and watching what other people do and remembering that this is kind of a game of follow the leader. Just learn, listen, always be a, a teacher. Yes, but always be a student. Like, so always be learning and listening and forgive yourself. Don't, you know, don't stay so, you know, kind of bummed out and feel like you missed the mark on the whole leadership thing. You know, like you can start again. We all do. I mean, there's so many things. Listen, there are so many things that I've done and tried and thought I was just going to execute some really awesome something and it totally failed. And you're like, well, shit, I kind of suck. But you know what? Like, that's the beauty of it is that we fail forward. So if you feel like you're failing, just pick up, fail forward, forgive yourself, love yourself and know that you can start again every single day. You can start again every single minute.
1: That was pretty good. I say we end with that. That was deep. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode of A3 Life.
2: Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at a the number 3 life inc and check out our online shop at a the number 3